0: You are listening to Peter Navarro's Taking Back Trump's America podcast, brought to you by Dr. Mark and Michelle Sherwood. Dr. Mark and Michelle Sherwood are well-known experts in teaching you how to reverse and avoid common disease processes and to live optimally in an unhealthy world. Reach out to them, set up your own consult, and start utilizing their amazing products today at Sherwood.tv. Use promo code Navarro at checkout. That's promo code N-A-V-A-R-R-O. Now here's former Trump manufacturing czar Peter Navarro with his Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack. Navarro on the Economy and Markets, week ending May 26, 2023. Hi, Peter Navarro here, and it was another Waiting for Godot sideways market week as the profligate spending Biden White House and the Republican-controlled House of Representatives failed to reach an agreement on raising the debt ceiling. The broad S&P 500 market index continued to trade in a range between 4000 and 4200 As for the prospect of a deal, as I write this on Friday, it looks more and more like House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is going to cave and agree to a deal that is a pale shadow of what is needed. For example, the Democrats originally got an $80 billion increase to double the size of the IRS. Yes, they are coming after you. And McCarthy is only bargaining for a $10 billion clawback and the whole damn number should be repealed. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy must hold firm. Unless the White House agrees to significant rollbacks in spending and relief for oil drillers, there must be no increase in the debt ceiling. As we wait for a deal, the Democrats and the corporate media continue to shrilly warn of the economic catastrophe. McCarthy and the Republicans must fight back with this message. The real catastrophe is a continued and prolonged 1970 style stagflation, simultaneous slow growth or recession and inflation, if House Republicans don't get most of their way in any deal. Government spending cuts are necessary to reduce demand-pull inflation. A more favorable climate for oil and natural gas development is necessary to at least partially resuscitated U.S. energy dominance under the Trump years that kept oil and gasoline prices low and thereby kept cost-push inflationary pressures at bay. As I have previously discussed, the Federal Reserve does not have the appropriate tools to solve the stagflation crisis. The Fed can solve either recession by cutting interest rates or inflation by raising interest rates, But it can't solve both recession and inflation at the same time. That is, it can't solve stagflation alone. Now, here's the most important thing I can tell you, given what looks to be the imminence of a sellout deal. Whatever deal is reached, the American economy and financial markets are hardly out of the woods. The next shoe to drop will be pent-up government borrowing. The U.S. government hit the debt limit at the end of January. To keep paying its bills, the Biden regime has been mostly using accounting sleight of hand. However, once the debt ceiling is increased, the Treasury will have to borrow more than twice as much as it would otherwise have borrowed in the three months before the end of the fiscal year. The sums are staggering, somewhere on the order of about $300 billion a month, which is even more than we were borrowing at the height of the pandemic. Add to this another roughly $100 billion as part of the Fed's quantitative tightening to clean up its balance sheet, and that's real money. This pent-up borrowing will push up interest rates significantly. The knock-on effects will include a contractionary economic shock as credit is tightened and becomes more expensive to businesses and consumers, along with a short-run asset reallocation of funds from stock to bonds to chase the higher rates. That looks like a bearish pulse likely to last for some months. To finish up, here's just a few stories that caught my eye this week. First, there is a blood feud brewing between the Chinese Communist Party-controlled and socialist president of Brazil, Lula da Silva, and the head of the Brazilian equivalent of America's Federal Reserve, Roberto Neto. NATO is playing the role of contractionary monetary policy hawk as Lula tries to deliver on his fiscal dove promise to provide steak and beer for the Brazilian masses through the usual kind of expansionary fiscal irresponsibility prevalent in Latin America from the days of Argentina's Perón and Venezuela's Cesar Chavez to gulp today's Washington Swamp. It's a study in futility, but a microcosm of many other governments worldwide now dealing with conflict between the politicians seeking prosperity and the central bankers imposing austerity. The clear winner in this Brazilian case will be communist China. Lula's Brazil will need to borrow even more from this debt-trap financing communist beast. As a second story... I love to watch bond traders playing in the Fed Fund's futures markets to handicap prospects for interest rate policy. What traders are telling us is that the Fed is not yet likely to be on pause. Traders are pricing in 25 more basis points at least over the next two policy meetings with a 50% chance the hike comes in June. Translation, inflation remains a bear in the market's eyes, and that's a bear for stock prices. Finally, artificial intelligence is enjoying the kind of secular boom not seen since the early days of the dot-com bonanza. As a poster child, NVIDIA, stock symbol NVDA, is planet Earth's most valuable chip maker and key source of AI chips. It beat quarterly earnings estimates by almost $4 billion, coming in at $11 billion. If you bought NVIDIA, on November 15, 2022, when my favorite technical trading site, Market Edge, issued a buy, you'd be up almost 90%. The edge, more about it in a future column, ain't infallible, though. I grabbed a small slice of C3.ai Inc., stock symbol AI, months ago, which had a price of $27 at the upgrade but it's had a rocky road since, dipping as low as $17 before getting back to its $27 original long signal. I'll talk about what the AI boom might mean for everything from jobs and colleges to state-of-the-art war in a future podcast and Substack. but there will be no putting this AI genie back in the bottle. Here in the U.S., the Chinese Communist Party puppet Elon Musk who has most of his Tesla production now in Shanghai, along with the Democrats' woke social media oligarchs at Facebook, Zucker, Google, Pichai, and Microsoft, are going big in AI, and that likely won't be good, either for humankind or American politics. Peter Navarro, out. If you would like to read the transcript of this podcast, please visit my Substack, free of charge, at www.peternavaro.substack.com. That's www.peternavaro.substack.com. Please also consider becoming a paid subscriber to the Substack. Your support helps fund my legal defense against the Biden regime and weaponized FBI that have already put me in leg irons and want to put me in prison. That's com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. Look around, or tell me what you see Every day, more people in the street. Too bad they sent our jobs away. In China, they're not workers, they're just slaves. When people wake, it's a world of trade and greed the CEOs get richer and our jobs all move offshore.